Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So last week I was actually pleasantly surprised by the movie Possessor. This week I am equally surprised by a movie I just decided to take another chance on. It's actually one of the best things when you choose something that you're like, eh, I don't know about this one, but you decide to go ahead and watch it anyway. Before I get too far into that, I think we should announce the movie. This is the 2013 James Ward Burkett directed Coherence. Coherence tells the story of friends getting together for a dinner party. Just so happens that there is a comet passing overhead. What ensues is a night of finding new things out about one another and also that everybody may not be who they say they are because there's also doubles running around. It seems that this comet has created an alternate rift in time where there are infinite possibilities featuring the same individuals. That right there is pretty much the plot of the movie. There are some various twists and turns throughout the entire film. I'm going to try to keep things a little bit light. I'm assuming that a lot of people out there have not seen this one just like I have not. This one is currently streaming on Shudder. Apparently Shudder said that this is a personal curation from Elijah Wood. Not surprising, it seems Elijah Wood does like a lot of different sci-fi and horror genre films. This one is probably more in the thriller realm than an actual horror film. I do recommend going and watching this one first, then coming back to listen to what I had to say about it. The long and short of the actual movie is that yes, you should check it out. I enjoyed it quite a bit. One of the biggest surprises to me was that I wasn't expecting there to be the doubles and triples and quadruples, an infinite number of different people all being the same person. We have a little bit of a thing style whodunit, more or less, like who is the real person, who is the new person. The movie never really goes forward and answers that. Instead, it really continues to add to the whole mystery surrounding it. It works well in its favor, to be honest. We have a movie here that keeps providing those questions, never really providing a straight answer. That's okay. The movie definitely wants to be a discussion piece, much in the way I said last week's episode with Possessor was a discussion piece type of film. This one here is also a discussion piece. I mean, it really does fit more in line with something like the movie The One I Love as far as the who is who. I did cover the movie The One I Love back in February of this year. So if you haven't heard that one, I recommend checking that one out as well. But it really does hit on some of the same types of subjects and even the same types of emotions as far as finding out more about the characters and the story as it moves along. I like that this film went into that alternate reality type of idea, alternate people. The show Twin Peaks did a similar idea. I often think about what if a parallel universe actually exists? What if there is multiple parallel universes? 
Of course, I don't think that it's actually something that can occur. I know scientists have proven it. It's a fascinating thing to think of that there may be others of us out there, even though I don't really believe in it myself. The interesting thing about this movie, too, is some of the chaos that the comet actually causes. One of the big things is cracking people's cell phones. The cell phones cracking just out of nowhere appears to be the comet. But then I also thought about what if this is an alternate person and the phone is the same one throughout all the parallel universes here. Of course, my theory there doesn't really hold weight compared to there being multiple people in the same plane. They just seem to be crossing over into the multiple dimensions. Why would that one thing be the same when others are different? It's just something that I was thinking about as the movie was going on. Of course, my theory was disproved later. The comet causes other things to happen, such as a disruption in other communications. There is no internet. There's no phone service on the phones that are actually working. The electricity continues to go out off and on as well. But I think that that only happened once. If it happened at multiple times, I think that that's when we're clued into that the people are not with the same people that they thought they were with. There is a scene that I liked a lot, and that's the scene with the mysterious box. It has pictures of all the friends, dinner guests that's delivered to them, and all of a sudden they see it there, and they have no idea where it came from. It's a suggestion of being the same house with the same note that the character of Hugh was writing. However, we find out that there was multiple notes as we get multiple characters being the same person, but they're not the same person because they're from a different parallel universe. That's not the only thing. The box includes different things, and they're writing with a different marker color. Each one has a different marker color. They also have a different glow stick that they're using to see with. They are all trying to make sure that they are themselves, even though by leaving their house, going outside, trying to figure out what's exactly going on, they wound up making a mess of everything, so everybody is misplaced out of their own dimension. I actually think that had not all of them gone outside or separated, everything would have been fine. Everybody would have been in their respective parallel universe. There's a really great scene where M thinks that she sees her boyfriend from her own respective reality, yet she finds out that it's not the same guy. It seems like time is jumbled up here as well. The whole scene in general, as well as trying to figure out who is who, it gives a definite unease and it keeps the tension level high. A lot of these scenes are very well executed with a definite creep factor if you think about it. The movie goes so far to say that if they pass through the one area where it's completely dark and they can't see much of anything at all, that this is where the switching takes place between the characters. With that, it seems there's an infinite amount of people that are the same yet different. It's almost that it would be impossible to arrive at the same destination that you arrived from. There's also an interesting thing that the movie suggests. What if 
There are good versions of ourselves and bad versions. What if you're the bad version and you didn't know that you're the bad version? The movie does answer that a little bit with the character of M. It shows which version she may be. I'm not going to spoil that here, I really do want you to watch it. The character of M is more or less the main character here. She's the one that really questions about the good and bad versions of ourselves being here in these parallel dimensions, parallel universes. With time not running as it once was, she almost gets misplaced at one point in the movie. It seems like for the night to actually end, you would have to stick with one group of people. However, you couldn't really have two existing in the same universe. Or could you? She makes a pretty shocking decision towards the end of the film as she believes this is the correct life and that she was replaced. This is where I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it really shows what somebody might be capable of if they're put in that type of situation. If you feel like you're fighting for survival, how far would you go? So as good as what the story is, I have a little bit of issues with the actual directing of the film. I'm not a film director. I can understand it would be a challenging thing, but I really did not like a lot of the choices that the director chose to do. The story and the way the scenes are laid out is just fine. I absolutely love that aspect. What I didn't like about it is that there was a lot of moving of the camera. I understand trying to put a lot of energy or maybe injecting some realism into it to make it a little bit more tense, but it's really jittery with the way the camera movements are done here. It almost reminded me of like a found footage film. It seemed to die out a little bit towards the end of the movie. I don't know if that's intentional, but I really did not enjoy the way the camera movements were taking place when we have still scenes, but yet the camera, it seems to be jittery. Outside of the issues I have with the way the direction took place in the film, it really is a movie that deserves to be seen. I'm glad that Shudder put this on their service as it's one that I may not have seen otherwise. It's always a great feeling when you do make that choice and it winds up being a pretty good movie and you did not waste your time. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you do not do the whole social media thing, you can shoot me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes and reach new listeners. But with that being said, be kind and good night.